Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul, Angeline, and today we're talking about why are some RPGs really successful and others not? When he tells me these topics, I go, huh? What are you talking about? Well, I'm thinking of especially RPGs, role-playing games that are of similar type. Then he says, okay, the ones I want to look at are Dragonbane. Right? Correct. And low fantasy gaming? Yes. To which I go, okay, I've never played either one of those, but I'll do the research. Oh, you weren't in a low fantasy gaming when me and Felipe and Michael were playing? Oh, okay. I don't know if that's the game where you guys did the... Yes. The hexes? Yes, the yeah. hex crawl. And no, I was not in that we game. We all divided. Yeah, that's right. It was you, me. It was... You, me. <laughs> it was Michael, Felipe, me, and Jim, I believe. Yeah. It was four of us. I forgot. Yeah, I thought you were the fourth, but you're right. And then the other one is Dragon Bang, which recently came out. It was kickstarted. I don't know when it was kickstarted. I didn't kickstart it. Amazingly. Which that's exactly what my brother-in-law said. Saul didn't kickstart it. I did. <laughs> and he gave me a copy of it, which was a complete surprise. And I just happened to be visiting them when it showed up, which is kind of fortunate for me and for me. And your copy of and, it? And my copy that arrived. So the reason I, I was pondering this, I was I was thinking about how Dragon Bane is kind of like a big hit in a, in a certain way. It's not like D&D big, but it had a pretty large Kickstarter campaign. It, I mean, pretty large and it, it raised a lot of money. And so it sold a lot of copies. And it is a a fantasy role playing game, and it it tries to be a little bit more happy go lucky, maybe, or or a little bit a little bit funny. The, or, the term that people used was lighter. Lighter, yes. But for example, but may, maybe this is the biggest selling point. Which, hey, I think it's cool. Like if you stuck a a certain race that seems pretty popular, right? Especially around now, uh, around these days or whatever. For example, if you stuck a raccoon, humanoid raccoon into a game, it might do pretty good because all kinds of things. Right now, it seems like raccoons are pretty cool because of... Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. And what's his name, Rocket? Yeah. And I could see, like, if you somebody had a, let's say... A, an idea for a, a, a science fiction role-playing game and they included a, a, a race of raccoons that could be playable it might do pretty well so in this case dragon bane has i think they're called mallards but they're ducks you can play a duck-like character and i think it's kind of cool and and one of the main picture in the front picture there's this duck on the cover you know it's okay up. I didn't see anything about ducks. I didn't read anything <laughs> about ducks, but... Julie's like, looking at go like, what are you talking about, ducks? That's exactly what I'm looking at. I'm like... I, that just popped in my head. But honestly, seriously, it's, I don't think it's about ducks or raccoons or anything like that. There's all kinds of different factors of why one game is more popular than the other. And I was looking at, at Low Fantasy Gaming. I've had that game for a while. And I didn't kickstart that game. <laughs> And Low Fantasy Gaming has been out for a while. It came out, well, originally it came out in 2016 as a free downloadable PDF. And then 
three years later, he decided to do a Kickstarter or he was encouraged by his fan base, however you want to look at it, to go ahead and kickstart it and put out a deluxe version, he calls it, uh, where it could be printed and he added some art and he expanded the rules and he kickstarted was it did very well and he put out low fantasy gaming deluxe it was when he did that you also went into the low fantasy 20 well i came across low life because low life, low life. I, I low fantasy gaming because i kickstarted the low life 2090 game which is a cyberpunk that's the same. That's the same person, right? Right. It's, these games are done by Pickpocket Press. Pickpocket Press. And because when, when I did the Kickstarter for Low Life Twenty Ninety, which is made by the same guy, when you go to the what is it the uh, the page when it's all said and done and you're ready to pay the money and everything, you, it goes to like a backer kit, and then you can put. You can add add-ons, they call it, right? And one of the add-ons was low, not low, low fantasy gaming, and it was really cheap. It was like I don't forget what it was. He but, says this about every game book. That yeah, buy. and it was true. was I was like, wow, I have never heard of low life gaming. So I said, go, ahead, yeah, I'll go ahead and 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 and, and order add a that. couple copies. Well, no, what happened was you you get it was for a print on demand from Drive Through RPG. I'm like, okay, cool. This is a few years ago, right? This is a uh, I don't remember, about two years ago, I think. Mm, yeah, something like that. Around there, maybe three years ago. Around the pandemic time? Maybe around there. Around there. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But it was probably 2020, 2021, I'm thinking. And when I did that, finally the game Low Life 2090 came in. I was really impressed in how it worked. And so it really made me interested in Low Life because I go, oh, well, if he's doing this as a fantasy game, a fifth edition fantasy game, a fifth edition science fiction game sort of like cyberpunk i wonder what low life was like and i looked and then i could get the pdf the pdf i could get the printed book from drive through rpg for like really cheap and i'm like i mean, it, was, it was like seven dollars because it was a it was what do you call it uh it was not it was a print on demand but it was at cost that means whatever it cost to print it that was the price that you pay instead of like more money for what it, to give to the seller. Or Which whatever. is one of the reasons that I was reading uh-huh. that people, nobody said anything bad about low fantasy gaming. They only said that things like the artwork isn't as good as other games. Right. The, they didn't have as big of a budget is what they said. It doesn't look as nice. At, the gaming book doesn't look as nice as other as other gaming books. And I so I, I went, uh, what? So I picked up the, the Dragon Bane, which is very... It's a nice box. Yeah. Have you opened the book yet? Yeah, yeah. I, I've looked at it. I haven't really looked at it, looked at it, like made a character or anything off of it. But I have looked and gone through it. It's very, I mean, it's not a very... Uh, it's not a lot of rules. And, and also the, the game itself doesn't have a lot of setting. It kind of implies of a setting, but obviously Free League, the people who make Dragon Bane, publish it anyway, are planning to add a supplement for the setting, probably. Right. And this was a box set. It wasn't like a core book, uh, what do you call it, a hardback book. It was a, in a box set with dice and all kinds right. of other stuff. So, so this was this was the one of the, the 
the comparisons that they made. Right. And they weren't necessarily just comparing low life gaming to to Dragon Bane, but it did come up as a a different a, a, as the same kind of genre like game that you could play. And and that's why I picked them, right? Cuz they're both kind of the same fit in the same kind of mold. They're both a, a fantasy game uh D20, right? They mm-hmm. kind of both use a D20. It's not like Dragon Bane uses the dice, the pool, dice system pool system that is inherent in their in their uh, free leagues uh, home system. It is. I mean, there's a lot of things that tie these two together. They fit in the realm of fantasy role playing games, and they're very close together as being kind of rules light, right? And I don't know if you would consider low gaming fantasy rules light because <laughs> because it it's it, it's described mostly as between fifth edition and OSR, right? right? And that was the other thing that was the big thing for people was that they said since it's not OSR and if it but it's trying to it it kind of goes that way looking okay. as OSR but if you are an OSR person then you probably already have a game that's similar to it and are not going to 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 learn it, right? right. Or or use it because it, it's really not totally old school right so so when i was thinking about it and i was talking to julina about it i go oh what and why isn't low fantasy gaming which is a really good game we played it we had a lot of fun and i thought it was a really good game if you want to play fantasy role-playing games and were either didn't like certain aspects of of uh fifth edition and and i like it because it was it wasn't as uh high powered as fifth edition Right. And it was a really good game and we had a lot of fun. I was actually quite surprised that my fellow players of low fantasy gaming and I think I gave them the book is because it was so cheap. Yes. And and I think that was one of the impetuses of them like saying, Let's play low fantasy gaming because they Also the at the time Mike wanted that it's it's a low magic game, yeah. Yes. yes. Mike was wanted a more realistic, more gritty kind gritty, of gritty and it fit the bill. Yeah, and it was uh, what is it? It was something familiar. Yeah, we didn't have to relearn some rules that we had never played before. It was basically a D and D clone, retro clone, OSR, but it's a little bit more than that. Like you said, it has elements of fifth edition, and I think that's why I liked it so much. And but to my surprise, both Felipe and Mike, the same people that were in that game, so I should have probably asked them why would you guys kickstart Dragon Bane if you already have low fantasy gaming. Dummy me, I didn't, I didn't go, I didn't call him or ask him, and I'm only left wondering why they decided to kickstart Dragon Bane when they already had. Felipe really liked it, right? But what did he like about it, right? And, and it's the same thing. I, I think you hit almost everything I was going to talk about. Is you know I have them kind of numbered, but one of them was uh, the art, right? Art is a big deal. I hate to say it in a certain sense, but I, as a consumer of literary books or books that I read and game books art attracts my eye and art makes money leave out of my wallet no doubt about it right uh when I see a cover that looks really cool and I really like like it I'll pick that book up and make and it makes me read the back of the book and if and if those two things are kind of interesting then I'll probably buy that book I know this will go over some people's heads, but the the show that we watched, the British show, what's it called? Um, As time goes by. Oh yeah. Yes, yeah. In that show, 
there's a, Lionel is trying to sell his book. Yes. And the whole like for a whole season they're going, Okay, the cover has to be Pick Me Up and Buy Me. And uh, yes. when you said that, that's what I thought of. Pick me up and buy and it and you're right. And it and it does. And I gotta admit that the cover for low fantasy gaming is kind of blase, right? I don't know. I looked at it. There's so many gaming books. Uh, currently, I'm I'm looking at my couch and Pendragon <laughs> is on it. So, I'm I. Now that is a nice looking cover. Yes. Right. And that and and for example, okay, I, I hate this. Excuse the interruption. <laughs> so I just grabbed the Pendragon that was on the couch. And then the little fantasy game that was next to the couch. And I think that people that that when I was reading about it, I saw had pulled this out last night. I saw it, but I didn't really look at it. But the book doesn't even feel as heavy as the Pendragon book, and they're about the same. Actually, I think the Pendragon is is heavier. It's kind of hard to tell, but there's less pages in the. Yeah, there's less pages, but it's it's a much the the art is is. Not- the, the art isn't horrible in in this one, so I I know I didn't think the art was bad. I just I kind of understand what the people are saying, but maybe that's a prejudice that that people have like, about print on demand versus well there is that right the, and some people say that that print on demand books don't look as good as uh, they call it I forget what they call uh, normal printing of books they call it uh, I forget what it's called anyway. So, obviously, people like art. So, I don't know if that's a superficial thing, but I know that Saul does. He he totally looks at books and goes, oh, look at the art in here. That's one of the first things he, he says to me. And if we're in a bookstore, he drives me nuts with the, oh, isn't this pretty? What do you think about this? And I'm like going, okay, are you going to buy another gaming book because of the art? Are you gonna, Do you want to play it or is it just because of the, of the cover? And by the way, the the Pendragon book that I was talking about is five point two, not just because there's different. Yes, I know editions of it, and that is probably one of the the prettiest uh, Pendragon. Well, the sixth book. edition hasn't come out well, yet, right? So far, yeah, but it's really neat. I just, it just like I really like the look of that book. So, and then if you look at the low fantasy gaming art on the cover, it's pretty generic, right? It's kind of like it has a scene of of somebody on a castles or something. I don't, I don't know. But it's not bad. I mean, it's a low. It's a it's a fantasy. It's a fantasy picture. Some it's people kinda, going yeah, into it's a reminiscent a, of uh, a ruin or something. Yeah, Moria maybe. You know. No. Kinda. You know the, the steps. No. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, and then you look at the dragon bane cover, and it's this really well done, really nice, very clear picture or so that's drawing. that's a, a, a distinction that a lot of people made the art budget right and the art for and if it looks nice then it's, it just gives you the idea that that it's a well-done book or it's just better quality okay it doesn't give me that idea okay so if it looks nice it tells me that they paid a, an artist a lot of money to to more money yeah to to do the cover right and all the art inside is 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 done by really so that could be a reason yes it's definitely a reason Um, okay one of the other Uh, reasons uh, that people said was low fantasy gaming is a generic name i totally agree i don't know 
whatever. Dragon Bane. Convert to low fantasy gaming. I, I totally understand. You're right. It doesn't. I mean, it, 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 what does it evoke? But you say that this is a good game. You liked it. Yes. So, so you're you're saying you're just giving reasons why people didn't buy it because they they came out at a different times. So maybe they did buy it, but they're not playing it because this new shiny one came out. Well, there's that. But at the, you know, but but at an inception, you know, uh, what. Uh, what low fantasy gaming does is done pretty well for an independent publisher, right? And it does well. It does sell pretty decently. I've seen it. You know, people talk about it on Reddit and quite a bit. But Dragon Bane, if you look for Dragon Bane articles and stuff like that, it is there's much more uh, hubbub love about it, right? There's more press about it. Well, one of the things is that it's an old game. Um, I mean, Dragon Bane is new, but it comes from a Swedish game. Right. I think it was the, one of the original. From like 1978 or 80s. Yeah, I think it was. In, I think it was a Swedish game. Kind of like, oh, let's make a Dungeons and Dragons game in Sweden. So I don't know if, if <laughs> I don't. Know, this is kind of funny. I don't know if D and D was translated into Swedish. I don't think so. I don't think so. Like I, I don't think that was a big deal. I think they they were perfectly happy selling. Dungeons and Dragons in the in the seventies and early eighties in English and didn't worry about translating to other languages. So other people in other in other countries go, well, well, let's make uh, one that everybody in Sweden could could play. Now I'm I'm pretty sure almost everybody in Sweden speaks English or a high, very high percentage of them do. But that's now. I don't know how it was forty or fifty years ago. So maybe it wasn't as high, but I think people are more inclined to buy a set of rules or play a game, especially a role-playing game, in their native language. So obviously there was a little bit of a, I mean, not a little bit, but there was a market for that. They came out with these, this game called Jock Moray or something like that, and it was very successful. It was the, it was the highest-played game in Sweden, fantasy role-playing game. Years later, Free League, which is a Swedish company, uh, decides that they want to harken back to this to this uh, early fantasy role-playing game and decided to put it out again. And, of course, they put it out in English. And it was a very highly successful Kickstarter. And and I think art, art for me, equals kind of money, right? How much money do you have to invest to make this thing look good? And I think that's what the difference in art budget for low fantasy gaming is versus Dragon Bane. So that that also has to do with a small publisher versus a, a exactly. big publisher. Yeah, and and even though Free League was this like just a conglomeration of ga- gamers that had taken over this uh, Coriolis, they have been able to, with the talent pool that they did have under their belt, they were able to keep keep rolling. And now, I mean, they've come out with uh, Alien, uh, Blade Runner, and and Twilight 2000, and they've been very successful in their Kickstarter campaigns. So that's pretty cool. Also, Tales from the Loop, right? And Tales from the Loop, yeah. And and uh, and along the way, along the way with these with these games, they've had a lot of accolades. They've got awards, and I don't know if awards mean anything to people. Whether that 
makes him buy a book, but it does elevate or raise awareness that this book exists, right? Because like Tales from Loop, never heard of it. Never heard. I'd never heard of it. And it wasn't until sometime after it came out that it won an Annie's in Gen Con, and I can't even tell you the year, that I heard about it. And I only heard about it because Sonny was talking about it because of, of it winning this award. And not that I care about the award, but it, people start talking about it. And I'm like, oh, and it kind of cr- you know, crossed my field of vision. And then after that, I start hearing about it more. And I, and it got it piqued my interest. I go, oh, 80s. And the kids playing 80s in, in, the, in the 80s and there was. And since I'm an 80s kid, it was definitely something that piqued my nostalgia bone or whatever. So back to fantasy gaming, I think art is a big deal and a lot of that has to do with money. And another thing is marketing, right? Free League is a bigger bigger company than Pickpocket Press and they have a larger budget. They can buy ads and and have a deeper, what is it? I don't know, penetration of the market, right? I mean, more people are going to see an ad for Dragon Bane than low fantasy gaming. And... And I think that works. Obviously, it works. We, we were at a panel at, uh, not too long ago, and they were talking about marketing and how to market different things that are based on role-playing games and, and stuff. And obviously, stuff like that works. Oh, well, yeah. And because Free League it has all these games that are really popular, they're, they themselves are, are a popular publishing company, right? So they have a fan base. I hate to call myself a fanboy, but I think I almost own everything they put out, right? So, I don't know. It's kind of weird. At first, I was Modifius, right? I was buying everything that Modifius, I really liked it. And I still buy Modifius products, but but now Free League has incurred some of my money from my budget for, <laughs> for my role-playing games. And there's a lot of Free League role-playing games in my in my collection. So, I think when... I think that just means that you've spread the money around to all the publishers. Well, there's that too. When they put out saying, oh, we're going to make this game, they already have a, a huge amount of people who are like, oh, let's see what that game is about. Where Pickpocket Press might make an announcement, I'm going to come out with a science fiction game. Their reach is different because they're probably like, they have less followers on social media and stuff like that. But for gamers, that doesn't always mean a lot, right? That just means that the people that really like low fantasy gaming right. are going to play it. Yeah. Ex- not exclusively, but if it's one of their favorite games, it's going to get the table is going to see it more than other games, right? I would think so. But you yourself came across a a thread on I don't know, I think it was on Reddit where some where they really liked low fantasy gaming, they were playing it, and as soon as Dragon Bane dropped, they switched. But the, that that group seemed to be, that's what they did, right? The the new shiny is the one to go and, and learn and play. Oh, yeah, no doubt. There's no doubt of that. There's no doubt about the new shiny. That does happen quite a bit. And then I, I found it interesting about the whole OSR versus 5th edition thing. The arguments or the, the things that people said, like, well, why would you play low-life gaming or, or low-fantasy gaming if you already have an OSR game that you know and you don't think needs to be adjusted in at any way. Why would you? But if you want to change it a little bit, maybe you would go and play that to some of the elements you might like. Right. Well, 
right now the OSR community is kind of split, right? There's these people who believe that the OSR community has been kind of filled with these old grognards that have all these old type of beliefs and styles of play that aren't very becoming to new people to the hobby. However you want to interpret that, right? Some people say they're they're bigoted or something like that. To me, that doesn't matter. If you're a bigot, I don't care less. You, you don't really matter to me. But but there's there are these people who believe, oh, oh this newfangled way of playing, it's too... I remember Michael going on about coddling the players, right? It's too, it's too much. It's too easy. They're deemed, the fifth edition is too easy. You can't die. You do too much damage. You're super heroic uh, from the very beginning. And I, I agree with that kind of stuff. And if that's not the, the style of a game you want to play, I understand why you want to play OSR. And then there's the other, another part of the community goes, well, I like the old style, but I also like some ideas from fifth edition. And that's where low fantasy gaming fits in right because they they're an osr game but then they go well i really like the idea of of uh, advantage and disadvantage right and so they added that to the to the to the mix and some elements of fifth edition gets added and and i think for for me it's a better game for it than just an old osr if you want to play they have all kinds of osr games what is it old school essentials white box black box all kinds of stuff blue something blue homes i mean you could there's a huge amount of osr games and or you could just pick up AD&D, right there's osric you know or, or you could <laughs> well the problem with AD&D is one it's hard to find well not hard to find you can find old i old guarantee books. you a bunch of people have it and but it's the it's the it's the style of of writing that right. obviously gets uh, gets a little bit of flack. Well, and that's what the whole thing about OSR when we when I did. when I looked at it was that they did rewrite the rules in in a, or not necessarily rewrite, but put them into a a better order so that you they it, they're easier to follow than the originals. Oh right? no, sometimes they did rewrite them. I mean, not rewrite the rules, but they definitely rewrote the way it was explained presented. and presented. Yeah. yeah, like Osric, right? Yeah, Osric's supposed to be like second, not second edition, first edition, just straight first edition AD and D, and they took out all the weird, uh, the way Gary Gygax spoke, and they made things much clearer, and they have a lot of examples of how things are supposed to work, and. I, I would better. say they modernized it, but they might not like that term, <laughs> <laughs> as in modernized the way that it's presented. But um, I hear that that's not the right word. Well, probably not, but it does it is it is modernization to me because like we talked about uh, OSR, we talked about the old gaming style, not gaming style, the way they wrote books, wrote books back then, and they were just doing the stuff that they were breaking ground. Right? They were nobody had ever written books about like this and so there was a very what is it uh, it was a learning experience for anybody who was writing a role playing game in the early to mid 70s I, I was really surprised uh, and, I'm, and I don't know why but I was really surprised when Felipe gave me the Dragon Bane book box right I'm like oh what's this he goes, oh I, I ordered you I, I, I kickstarted it and I ordered you a copy or whatever and I'm like and I immediately thought, but we already have low fantasy gaming. 
And then I, you know, I, I didn't say, oh, why did you buy this book? It's a terrible idea. No, I go, oh, it's pretty cool. I, I didn't kickstart it, but hey, I appreciate it. Thank you. My birthday fell around the time that I, I my brother lives in, in uh, Washington, and me and my son went and visited him, and that's pretty close to my birthday. It was what, July. A month before, yeah. A month before. And it was funny because he had literally just got it. He had just opened the box. And then my friend Mike, who had also kickstarted it, didn't get it. And so he was kind of upset about it. He goes, where's my box? I haven't, got any, I haven't even got the notification that it's shipped and all this other stuff. So eventually he did get it, obviously. And we have yet to play it. It was just another surprising thing. Uh, but it's only been a couple months, so. And we played different games in that time. And we played different games in that time. Well, the different games. Well, you know, you think they'd rush it to get to the table. So there's a lot of factors, I think, of why certain games get, get super popular and other games do not. And I think a lot of it has to do with money, right? If you have a lot of money to invest in and a, market and, and invest in everything, right? In right. marketing, in the art, in the in the the look and everything else, then there's a bigger chance that you might be super popular. And that, and that's unfortunate because I think certain games might be overlooked, even though they might be really a really good set of rules. And so I'll just pick these two particular games just because they were on his mind at the yeah. time. And yeah. Versus you could pick all kinds of different exactly. things. Exactly. Oh yeah. I mean, there's role playing games coming out all the time. And I think Dragon Bane is, is perfect because for that comparison for low fantasy game because they're kinda similar, though I think for some reason I'm 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 thinking that that Dragon Bane is supposed to be like mirth mirth and, and mayhem or I think it's is the tagline? I don't know. I wish I. I think it's just supposed <clears throat> to be a little bit lighter. That's what they kept saying. A lighter yeah. version. Lighter version. Well, and then, less dark. <laughs> well, that's true. And low fantasy gaming is a greedier system, right? There's, there's a. You, after a while, you don't get a lot of hit points. Your characters are more vulnerable to dying and stuff like that. And that might not be a way or a style that you want to play especially fantasy role-playing games. I really liked both sets. Uh, I would play either one. I probably wouldn't run uh, either one of them because there's so many other games that I want to run and play and s different genres. I don't think I don't think I want another fantasy role-playing game in my library. That's why I probably didn't kickstart Dragon Bane. Dragon Bane because I looked at it and I go, oh, it's another fantasy role playing game. And it was, it, and I don't like box sets. I mean, I, I do like them. I do buy them and I do get them when it's the only way to get the rules. Like the, the box set for Twilight 2000, it was amazing. Uh, but the idea of lugging around a box set everywhere or, and then, or usually in the box set, you have rule books and those rule books tend to be uh, soft covers and they're not as durable. And stuff like that. So when I shove them into my backpack, I just, not too long ago, I was looking at one of my books that I had actually shoved somewhere. And it was a soft cover. And it, you know, the, the, it had creased the, the corner. I'm going to say that's user error. <laughs> but it does happen a lot more easily than if it was a hardcover. And I like hardcover books. I'm just a, a, I'm a grognard. I'm an old dude, and uh, I like hardcover books. I know everybody's. A lot of people only get PDFs because they're cheaper, obviously easier to carry. You could put on your phone, sh share it on your Google Drive, and you can have it anywhere and everywhere. And if you were younger when PDFs were started to be available, you would have done the same thing because they're cheaper. 
when you were younger. That's oh, the yeah. way you, you yeah you yeah. can get more stuff for. Yeah, and they're definitely cheaper, right? Yeah, you can get a PDF for a fourth of the cost of the book usually. And you can carry a, a lot of PDFs or have a lot of PDFs on your Google Drive or whatever. Or, <laughs> and then you the can Google pull Drive them up on your. That they want me to charge me for more space. And then you can pull them up on your tablet or your phone <laughs> yeah, or your laptop I, yeah. as you're sitting at a table versus all those books that you lug around. Right. One tablet will hold who knows how many. I mean, I have thousands of PDFs. <laughs> like, and a one tablet will hold all those books and articles and, well, and supplements and stuff like that. Okay. Maybe not all the ones you have. You might need a, <laughs> the, the memory. You might need a memory stick for that. No, but. I think... I, Gigabytes is a lot of memory, and I think the only thing that would take up a lot of space is a little bit of the art. But for the most part, all that writing is kilobytes instead of megabytes. There you go. I think uh, what what I'm basically I wanted to just tell people is give these independent publishers a look, overlook their art budget, and look at the rules. And you might find something that you really like to play. There are a lot of jams out there in in the independent publishing area. Show them some love, as some people say. It's not a term I usually use. Give them some money. You know, they're they're usually like really small. Sometimes one person job, uh, uh, one person jobs, one person companies, especially like uh, Pickpocket Press. A lot of the stuff they puts out is really well done. I mean, he is. Uh, I think we when we talked about low fantasy gaming as far as a OSR game or whatever. There's a lot of content out there that you can get for like less than a dollar uh, a little adventure that you can just you know you need something for tonight your friends coming over or you're going online you pay less than a dollar and there's an adventure and it has everything you need to run that adventure and i was like amazed at how well it how easy it was to run it so you guys working hard giving some money and I, there's a lot of publishers like that who are really could use a little bit of help i'm i mean freely give them the money too they're gonna get it they put out some quality stuff obviously i own a lot of their stuff but spread the wealth i think it is a good idea and take a look at some of those smaller companies that are putting out some really good stuff there you go this is giving perspectives with saul angeline and you have a good day <laughs>